Welcome to Branch Out, a connection builders podcast, helping middle market professionals connect, grow, and excel in their careers. Through a series of conversations with leading professionals, we share stories and insights to take your career to the next level. A successful career begins with meaningful connections. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Branch Out Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gross. Today, we welcome Ryan Cutter, Senior Associate with CID Capital, a middle market private equity firm. Ryan and I discuss why making time to slow down and think is so critical to your long-term personal and professional growth. I hope you all enjoy. Connect and grow your network. We are on LinkedIn. Search for Connection Builders. Ryan, welcome to the Branch Out Podcast. Excited to have you here today. Hey, Alex. Thanks. I know we've been uh, trying to get this scheduled for a while, so I'm really looking forward to spending some time with you today. So on that exact note, let's chat about getting things scheduled, finding time for stuff. And I'm going to talk to the listeners for a quick moment. And Ryan and I were just chatting before we jumped on here. And the conversation that we were having is really around like, well, we both think investing in personal growth is important. It's something that we want to do. And I think most people have that similar mindset, but it's all about time. It's like there's never seems to be enough time for anything. So Ryan, why don't we just start with kind of your thoughts around that? Like you're a busy professional. Is it important? How do you find time? What are your thoughts? I think that's a great place to start, Alex. You know, it's, it's funny. I was talking to a really close friend and mentor yesterday at lunch, and we were actually talking about how everyone is so busy and it, it feels like you're just going from one task to the next constantly. But when you really look back and say, well, what'd you do yesterday or what'd you do Tuesday? You can list some things like, well, I had this call with this person or I worked on this task. But you're like, oh my gosh, where did that eight, nine, 10 hours go that I was working during the, the core work week hours? And it's really hard to pinpoint where that time went. And that's not to say that someone's not busy or you're not doing productive things. It's just kind of a hodgepodge of moving from one thing to the next. And you know, one thing that I've been really focused on and thinking about really over the last year or so is how do you make time just to think, to think about where am I right now? Where am I going? Where are some things that I really need to focus in on and, and try to improve? To try to just make time for yourself, not to, to just think about things and think about the world and think about where you're at in life and, and really think about where you want to go. So that's something that I've really been focusing on and with mixed results at times. But I think it's important to at least make time just to think and what you did. So, Brett, I want to hit on something that you said there. Everyone is always so busy. We all always have things going on. Everyone always seems like there's a lot. You want to make time for thinking, right? To slow down and to really reflect on things. What do you notice in the times where when you don't make that time to think? Like, Do you notice any difference versus the time when you do carve out that time to slow down and think? Yeah. So... Recently, I tried to start my day, you know, when I'm having my morning coffee and before I even get into emails, it's just been five or 10 minutes meditating or however you want to call it, just being still, being quiet and trying to just process what the day is going to look like. And it's funny, there's a quote that says people who can't make 10 minutes to meditate or just be with their thoughts should probably meditate for an hour (laughs) because you probably need some time to actually reflect. If you're so busy, you can't carve up 10 minutes or so. For yourself, you really should probably find a way to carve out an hour. So I've noticed that if I do that going into the day, just kind of a first quick win, make some time for yourself. I'm a much more patient, calm, understanding person. And, and I'm really just a little bit more of the person I want to be kind of in my day-to-day interactions with others. So that's something that's, that's really important is just, you know, starting off there. Hey, can I make five or 10 minutes for myself just to 
get myself ready to go into the day. So I couldn't agree with you more. I feel very much the same way for myself. And this is something I've struggled with. So let me just share some of my own experiences around the stillness in in general. So I picked up meditating and and really try to make it something I wanted to understand more, invest time into and and create time for about a year and a half ago now, maybe going on two years at this point. And at first, it just seemed so terribly hard. It's like, I have no time for that. I have so much to do. Like, what is this doing for me? Even just three minutes of it, like, seems like just such a challenge. What I've noticed is when I do, when I'm more consistent, and I have been flowing, like, I track it. I definitely have reflected and seen in myself. In the times where I am significantly more focused on it, making that, that a priority, the, it just seems that I get more stuff done. I'm more effective in what I'm doing. And like, I can't... That's funny how it works. It it is. It is. And it's like, it's this... An adage that was once said to me that I would have a couple years ago, I would have definitely laughed at. But it was like, to get more done, slow down. And it's unreal how that actually happens at times. And what I want to go back to something you said that I think is really important to realize and recognize is when we're busy, when we're going, and especially as a a busy professional constantly going in the day-to-day grind of work... Do you really remember the details of what you're doing? Like how truly conscious are you about your day? And I asked that and like everyone listening right now, what did you do yesterday morning? What did you have for lunch yesterday? Like what day of the week is it? (laughs) Right? And that just shows how easy it is to be unintentional, unthoughtful in how we approach our day. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a trend that everyone is trying to take more control of their time, which is very important. I mean, that's a finite amount of time we have to do whatever it is and also just time on earth. It's just a finite amount. But it's also making special moments in that time as well, whether that be on a day-to-day, just making five minutes for yourself to just get set up, get ready to go, or making sure you're there to... I don't have kids myself, but remember when you saw your son or daughter ride a bike for the first time or check off seeing that wonder of the world that you always wanted to see. So not only is making time for yourself important, but making time for the things that you want to do, because you never want to look back 20, 30, 40 years from now and say like, oh my gosh, where did it go? Because as we're talking about, you know, a lot of us can't even remember what we did on Tuesday and it's Friday today. You know, it's even more difficult when you look back 20 years and be like, what was I doing during that, you know, chunk of time or those five years of my life or whatnot, right? So, but I think it's a blend because you can always look back. I try to journal at least a few times a week and I'll look back at some of my things from a year or two ago and be like, man, I was so so ignorant or I thought I had it figured out and I was totally wrong. Now I think I'm starting to get it and understand. I'll probably look back at my my journals or notes now, three years from now, I'll be like, oh man, I totally just still hadn't figured it out. But I think that's kind of part of life and part of the process is you never really figure it out, but hopefully you're just kind of getting better and, and making yourself a better person and accomplishing what you want to accomplish. That's that's really the goal. I think my experience around growth and trying to invest in myself and be in strive to be the best version of myself. What I've definitely have learned is there is no end point. It's a constant process. You have to constantly be focused on it. One of the hardest parts is motivation to stay focused, motivation to want to do it, motivation to prioritize it over other things, to make the time for it in my busy day. And what what's really motivating for me, and you pointed to this, is, is journaling in some ways. Because when you write it down, it's one in the moment of writing it, it's an opportunity to reflect on it, to see it, to think it through. 
But also to your point, when you can really look back and really get in your head and understand where your way of thinking was a year ago, even six months ago, it's wild to see. And it's like, like, whoa, and it's, you know, it's good. You should look back at that and be like, I can't believe I did that. Because the more you realize that, the more it just shows you're growing, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's good to always look back and for the most part, I enjoy it. But sometimes you can get a little bit of anxiety or be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I thought that or thought I had that figured out and whatnot. But for the most part, it's just good just to see where you're coming from and where you're going. And like I said, I mean, I think it's a process, you know, 20 years from now, I'm going to be different than I am now. You know, six months from now, I'm going to be a little bit different than I am now or have different thoughts or have different experiences. But really, it's just enjoying enjoying life every single day. I mean, that's really the most important thing, right? <laughs> so let me ask you then, how do you balance it all? You're a busy professional. You've got a lot going on. I think you just told me you just closed. You just worked on some deals. You're constantly going, right? How do you do it? You know, it's difficult. And I think that's something that, you know, I don't really believe in setting New Year's resolutions, right? I think you should, you know, a finite date or January 1. I mean, you should constantly be working on things that are important to you that, you need to improve upon. But, you know, I still think there's a little bit of, okay, well, what do I want to do accomplish in the next year since we're kind of turning the calendar? And I think making just time for things that I enjoy and that really do make me happy is going to be really important. You know, 2021, one of the biggest things that I did was just get back into a regular exercise routine. I owe that to myself to dedicate, you know, at least 30 minutes a day to my physical well-being, whether that's going for a run lifting some weights, doing a CrossFit class, you know, going to an hour yoga class, just I owe it to myself and my body to just spend some time focusing on my health. And that's something I kind of lost. I was a college track and field runner. So I was very physically active. And then once I graduated college, kind of got into the professional world, like I was still working out, but maybe two or three days a week. But I noticed just mentally and and the effort I can give is just better when I, you know, knock out that 30 minute workout in the morning. So that's something in 2021 that was like, I owe this to myself. This is a priority. Virtually nothing comes above that. In 2022, I'm really going to, one of my goals is really just focus on some of the things that kind of fell by the wayside this year. Like I have a goal that I want to read a book every other week about just whatever, mm-hmm. fiction, nonfiction, biographies, and then just making sure I'm carving out, you know, 30 minutes in the morning, that's, you know, from 7 to 7.30. I'm not going to look at email. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to answer phone calls. It's my time. I owe it to myself. So I think you have to go into the mindset of, I can't let someone else own my time. I have to own my own time. And I owe those things to myself to get done before, you know, virtually anything else. I really like the statement, I owe it to myself. And what I think is important behind that, I'm going to bring myself back to my time in investment banking, particularly in my analyst and associate days. And, and that was a time where I started my professional career. I ate a lot of takeout dinners, a lot of granola bars, far too much caffeine. And the gym was something I didn't even know existed at that point. The effect was I became unhealthy because of it. And the byproduct of that was me as an individual, I was able to weather that storm for a period of time. But over a duration, it started affecting my mental performance and my energy levels and my clarity of thought. And all of that affects the way I output, the way I solve problems, the way I complete tasks and really affects my work product in both personal and professional life. So if if I would have, and I eventually did, but I if I would have embraced at that time the mindset of, I owe it to myself. And it doesn't matter how stressed I feel about work. doesn't matter how much I feel like I have to go get done elsewhere. I'm never going to be able to actually do my best 
unless I go do something for me first, unless I take care of me and make sure me is in a good place. And health and fitness is obviously an easy example around that, but I think it's a really important one. So I couldn't agree with you more about the importance of that. This is Branch Out, a Connection Builders podcast. And it doesn't have to just be exercise. It's anything, you know, everyone has things that they enjoy doing and and that are important to them. But if you're not allowing yourself to do that, a lot of times you'll have resentment to people that you interact with every single day because, oh, I could do this, but this person's working me really hard or making me do this and whatnot. And this is not a, a good way to interact with friends, family, colleagues, if you kind of hold those negative thoughts, negative feelings, because, man, I really wish I could do this. And we're talking little things, reading a book for 20 minutes in the morning, getting to the gym, riding a bike, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. If you're not able to do that, then you're going to have resentment to someone, <laughs> someone else. And that usually doesn't bode well for your career or anyone. You make a really good point behind that. And that's something I certainly have experienced that at parts of my life where I, I have not let myself do stuff where I have put off doing things for me and it comes out in the form of resentment or frustration toward someone else. And what I think is the important part of that is I think it's all in your head most of the time, right? There's work demands. There's things you have to get done. I don't want to discount that there are work cultures that can be very challenging and have a lot of workload that come with it. So I don't want to deny that. But at the same time, exactly your point, these small little things that we just say, oh, I don't have time for that. Oftentimes, that's really just the story or the narrative we're telling ourselves in our head. And as soon as we get out of our own way and say, nope, I actually do have 10 minutes to do this, it goes back to what I said earlier, like, you all of a sudden make that time. And then like, magically, you still get more done. Like you accomplish more stuff (laughs) because you did that. Because now you took that time to clear that negative thoughts and get yourself in the right headspace, set yourself up physically to be whatever it might be, that all helps you ultimately succeed better. I would rather be highly productive for six hours than, you know, moderately productive for 16 hours. And I, you know, I don't have a case study or, a you know, a Harvard, you know, PhD study on workplace productivity. But I can imagine that if you're highly productive for five or six hours, you're probably it's going to lead to a better result than being moderately or unproductive for, you know, X amount of hours. Right. There's a good quote that I've always liked. If you need to get something done, give it to the busiest person because they'll find a way to, to efficiently get it done. And that's not directly related to what we're talking about, but it's just being efficient and intentional with everything you do, whether it's your work product or your physical well-being and, and just making sure that you're allocating it. And, you know, one of the things that kind of talking about allocating time is, you know, I was always an inbox zero guy. Like I wanted when I left the office, whether it's, you know, two o'clock or 2 p.m. or 12 at midnight, I always want to be like, okay, I have no emails in my inbox. That's something that I am still probably need to get better at, but you, you can't just do inbox zero every single day. Like sometimes you just have to let it go and you have to go home and say like, look, I just need six hours myself to watch some bad TV or do a hobby or just lay on the couch or just you know, reset. And then I'm going to come back, you know, firing all cylinders the next morning. Sometimes you just have to be okay with that, that there's just going to be stuff that you can't get done, whether it's, you know, stuff that's on your plate or someone else's plate and just be okay with that. Because, you know, whether you respond to an email at 8 p.m. at night or 8 a.m. in the morning, it's probably not going to change the outcome in most cases, at least. I think you're very spot on in that. I want to talk to listeners, especially any of our earlier career listeners, where 
I can reflect on my own time and my own experiences where I felt like I needed to be working all the time, no matter what, like no room for hobbies, no room for personal life, no room for fitness, no room for like barely sleep, get back to work, chug a monster, keep going kind of thing, right? Like it was a really, it was a toxic mentality that I it was very much self-induced on myself in that and creating that. But the outcome of all of that was ultimately my just in general, I wasn't functioning well because of it. And the hard part, though, was building the habits. So let's dive into that a little bit. Like you have to build habits to break out of that. So if you find yourself, I find myself in a place where I feel like I just don't have time for myself. How do I actually start overcoming that? You know, in general, and every career and profession is different, but in general, especially in you know, M&A, we should work like lions versus working like cows. And what I mean by that is a lion will lounge and lay around and be t- thinking and, and going about their day. But if they find a big juicy gazelle, they're going to go out and chase it full throttle. And then once they've kind of been fed, they go back to lounging and relaxing. Cows are kind of the opposite where they're just constantly kind of walking around, you know, the range, constantly grazing 16, 17, 18 hours a day. So when there's stuff to get done, you have to sprint. You have to be efficient with your time. You have to get things done, right? But don't make busy work just to be busy work or just to be seen. I mean, it's just, it's silly and it's a waste. And no one really cares how often someone is in the office. You know, most good employers are going to look at the work product and look what you've done, right? So that's not to say you can just be lazy and lounge around, but when you see something that's a high priority or a really good opportunity, chase it down ferociously, right? And then go back to waiting for the next thing to come, right? And I think that leads to more free time, more time spent enjoying the things you want to do. You still got to get your work done. You still have to give, it has to be good work. But think about that as, hey, does this stuff really matter? Or am I just kind of twiddling my thumbs? doing busy work to be seen. It's how you work on a day-to-day basis. I've never heard that before, but I like it a lot. Work like a lion versus working like a cow. And it makes total sense. The sprinting, the in the busy work. Let's actually, let's talk about that for a second. I want to now actually talk to any of our listeners that are a little bit more senior. If you're in a position, leadership or a management position where people are reporting to you, the, the butts in the seats or the, the hours someone works, the time that someone's online, I don't think... I hope that nobody argues that that's a good measurement of productivity or success. I understand that there are cultures and there are people that function that way in some ways. I encourage everyone listening to really recognize exactly the point that Ryan's making that if you instead, if you create the right culture, it doesn't mean people don't have to be available. It doesn't mean that that there is work and there's things that have to get done. But recognizing that if, if you're always trying to accomplish something, it's just the number one goal is just to get more tasks done, get more work done, get more done, get more done. What if you get the wrong things done because you just got so much stuff done, but you forgot to slow down and look around and make sure you're getting the right things done, right? I think it's really important to recognize that that free time, that unstructured time, not even working and even necessarily intentionally thinking specifically about work, but just doing other stuff, going to the gym, riding a bike, going, enjoying your life, experiencing things, spending time with family, whatever it might be. That tends to be when you start to see things way more clearly and start to be like, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. Or, oh, here's how we solve that problem. Or, oh, here's how we do this more efficiently. Those ideas, at least for me, they tend to just like appear when I'm in that mode of taking time away from being so deep into the work, right? You know, Alex, maybe I'm wrong on this, but you know, you started a business a couple of years ago. And I guarantee when you came up with the idea, the first idea, it wasn't you were creating a PowerPoint or an Excel sheet. 
you're probably exercising with your thoughts or reading a book. And then you said, you know what? You know, the thought kind of came through that way. It wasn't because when you were responding to, you know, an email of, you know, to some attorney and, you know, midway through the email, you're like, you know what? I'm going to start this branch out podcast. It was probably when you were, you know, doing something a little more leisurely would be my guess. No, it's a really good point. And I'll say, actually, one of the hardest things I've had to learn since starting this business is there's a huge creative element to this, both in the podcast work, but in also some of the other content work that I do and the creative thinking and writing that comes behind it. In learning that the creative element, which I think many of us can acknowledge, regardless of the work you do, the creative element is what drives success, right? Speaking to in Ryan, in your specific world, you're in a private equity role, the creative way of figuring out how to get the deal done, bring everyone together and drive value is the value proposition, right? It's, it's not the, the underlying capital, it's the creativity that comes with figuring out how to get it done. And I think that applies for any professional at one way or another. The creativity is key. So going back to myself, I do a ton of creative like work now. And I know the only way I can be successful at that is totally taking time for myself. And if I take the time for myself, if I am and it's actually been hard because I have to take a, a meaningful amount of time for myself that, to the point where the internal thought that I fight with consistently is you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. You've got a to-do list to get done. You've got a long list of tasks you need to be working on. And having to say, well, I know, but I'm going to take this time for me because I know if I do, when I go do those tasks, specifically the creative type, the value at at work, that's when I do the best is by having that time first. Yeah. This is Branch Out, bringing you candid conversations with leading middle market professionals. People should probably do less and spend more time with their own thoughts because there's probably a way you can do it more efficiently or find someone to do it more efficiently or automate it. But you're just kind of stuck in the same wheel. You know, there, there are a lot of business models that have been the same for 20 or 25 years. And then all of a sudden the world changes on them and, you know, they get, you know, they get hit like a ton of bricks, right? They're like, well, that's just how we've always done things. And it's like, well, someone figured out that you don't always just have to do you know, these things that way. And uh, now they're doing it a whole lot better than you, even though you have 20 years of experience. The new company that started two years ago figured out a little bit better way to do it and serve their customers' needs. And now, you know, they're kicking your butt. I could not agree with you more. So Ryan, I'm going to run through a little bit of a, a recap what we talked about here and, and tie this all together. You know, we started a conversation really around making time for growth. And I really... I like that you said that everyone is so busy, we need to make time to think. And that's you know finding that time, that clarity to really step back, slow ourselves down, and recognizing that to do that, we have to be able to take control of our time. And that oftentimes is really the mindset internally. It's our own series of thoughts. And it's saying to ourselves, hey, I owe it to myself to make this time for myself, to do things that will help me slow down, help me calm my own thinking, that's good for my own mental health. And that includes doing things that you enjoy. And when you recognize that, you start to step back and see things more clearly. And that really tied in to this analogy of work like a lion versus a cow, right? Like, especially as a professional, like you, you run, you grind at stuff. When you have to grind, you grind and you do it. But then you take a step back and you look and you breathe and you relax and you wait till you go do it again. And in doing that, what everything we've talked about really drives us to the point that by doing that, by making a conscious habit to consistently doing it, not just once here and there, but like a real consistent habit behind it, we tend to be more effective, more productive, more efficient in all of the work we do and every element of it. And at the end of the day, we tend to actually accomplish more 
than less by actually spending less time and having more time for ourselves personally. 100%. 100%. You know, if you look at the best athletes or the best business leaders, they're constantly changing and innovating. They're not doing the same things for 20 years. You know, I was actually at a Pacers Knicks game this week and I grew up about an hour outside of Chicago. So I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan. And I grew up when I was in high school, Derek Rose, you know, Derek Rose is this, you know, freak athlete, most athletic guy, quickest, fastest. And I was watching him now play with the Knicks, you know, 10, 12 years later, a couple of knee surgeries. And he's a much different player than he was 10 years ago. Like he's still twitchy. He's still fast, but he has a three point shot now, right? He can, you know, make the, the bounce pass to the big guy who's kind of the lane that he couldn't when he was 21 years old. So he's a different basketball player, but he's still a very, very efficient basketball player, even though his game is a lot different than it was 10 years from now. Well, that's a little bit different because a lot of that comes with athleticism and skills, but it's, it's yeah. the same process. You know, you have to constantly be changing your strategy and who you are professionally and thinking about those things. Because if you're just doing the same thing and you're in the same PowerPoint, you're doing the same presentation or you're doing the same accounting reconciliation and you're not thinking about how can I do this better? How is the market changing? How are people interacting with each other in a different way? Like you're just going to get stuck in the mud. Stuck in the mud. It's such a great way to say it. It's the world's going to evolve past you and you're going to fall behind and you're never going to move yourself forward if you don't make that time for yourself to think, to truly think about how do you improve? How do you do things better? And that's the root of growth. So I think to our listeners, the call to action I really want to give this week, and and you probably already guessed it, but I'm going to tell you in the next seven days, find 30 minutes to sit down with your thoughts and just think. Just give yourself some space. Don't Nothing to do. Don't worry about your phone. Don't worry about answering emails. Don't worry about anything, accomplishing anything. Just take some time for yourself. Just think. And I think that calming yourself down will be... I think you'll see a ton of benefit from it. So Ryan, for our listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Most of the main channels work. I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. So you can always connect with me there. And I try to respond to all messages <laughs> and, um, in a fairly timely fashion. And then you know, my email is public. So feel free to, to drop me a line at any time. Love meeting new people and, and having a chat. One of the things I have about a, a 30 minute commute into the, the office every morning, because I'm in the office most days now. I know everyone's a little bit different, but I love using that 30 minutes to just network or talk to people when I'm driving to the office. So would love to connect with anyone and chat about topics here, or just anything in general. Awesome. Well, listeners, make sure to reach out and get in touch with Ryan and we'll link your details in the show notes below. So Ryan, appreciate being on here. This has been an awesome conversation. Enjoyed having you here and I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Alex. Thank you for tuning in this week. Share this podcast with your professional network to help others connect, grow, and excel. Like what you hear? Leave us a review. And don't forget to subscribe now.